The Steve and Alan Podcast with Steve and Alan. Hello and welcome to this. It is a podcast. I've resurrected the old Some News podcast feed. Get subscribed and we'll try and take up 20 minutes of your time, which means we're 20 minutes nearer the end of the lockdown. See, I helped. In the show today, we talk about Brexit, the election and... Oh, no, sorry, old script. Now, in this one, we talk about the coronavirus lockdown. There's a shocker. Right, let's crack on. The Steve and Allen podcast. What a week it's been. We all got a letter from the Prime Minister about coronavirus, and we all hope that he didn't lick the envelope. Prince William and Kate surprised school children with a virtual school visit. Let's be honest, it would have been an even bigger surprise if it was Prince Andrew. And doctors say they can now assess someone's risk of type 2 diabetes by their grip. Yep, if they're gripping a Snickers, it's a pretty good chance. The Steve and Ellen Podcast. So, coronavirus lockdown week 732. We really don't know where it came from. Now, I know a lot of people have been talking about it being a bat in China. Sadly, this has been used by some to get all racist about things. I saw one guy, and I won't name him, because that wouldn't be fair, but he was calling it the Chinese virus to try and get him re-elected as the US president or something like that. If it did come from a bat, remember, that means if you have coronavirus, don't go near your pet bat. They can catch it. If this virus has been circulating in bats for ages, no wonder they don't go out during the day. They're probably in lockdown. And that's the difference. You don't see bats sunbathing because they're not selfish d***s. There are so many conspiracy theories about where the virus came from. Of course there are. Conspiracy theorists have had a lot of spare time because they've stopped going on about vaccinations for a while. Odd that, isn't it? A survey looked at how these bizarre theories have made their way into our beliefs. Let's look at some stats. One in five British adults wrongly think that coronavirus originated in a laboratory in China. One in five. Statistically, that's one of the Spice Girls believes that. It's probably Jerry created in a lab in China. Now, I guess they mean on purpose. It wasn't just some lab worker nipped out for a bat pot noodle and the next thing things went sideways. But why would you make this on purpose? What, for biological warfare? It only kills 2%. It's the equivalent of the Swiss Army. So, what have we here? Oh, you'll like this. I've been developing a new virus that we can use against our enemies. And it will wipe them all out? Uh, um, well, not all of them, no. Well, how many will it kill? According to our tests, it will kill off about 2%. (sighs) 2%? Of those 2%, which does it target? The fittest, the strongest, the worst to face in a war? Do you know what? I'll start again. There's another theory about how it's been caused. Some bright spark thought it was 5G. You know, the new fast data mobile phone thingy. Here's Michael Gove dealing with the topic at a press briefing. On the point about the 5G masts, uh, thank you again for mentioning it. Really? Let the press bring up the fake moon landings as well. See if that makes people wiser. Um, the story somehow got about that uh, uh, they play a role in the, in the spread of the disease. Uh, that's just nonsense. Dangerous nonsense as well. And I'll tell you what's odd. The reason this misinformation has spread, it's been shared on things like WhatsApp, which is mainly on 4G. 4G is jealous. It's trying to bring down 5G with bad press. So some people thought somehow non-ionising radiation of 5G could cause a virus and they went and burnt down some 5G masts. And what did Gove say? Um, And I'm hand over to uh, Steve to say a little bit more about uh, the vital importance of uh, knocking down this rubbish. Don't give them ideas. 
Now, in the survey, there were also stats about some other strange things that people believe related to coronavirus. I thought we'd do some myth debunking on the show. I'm joined by an expert. Hello. Yeah, hello, Steve. Right, the survey says 32% of Brits believe that vodka can be used as a hand sanitizer. No, not at all. The alcohol hand gels have to be at least 50% alcohol to break down the coronavirus. Most vodkas are about 30%. So you'd need twice as much? No. That's not how numbers work, Steve. Good. Next one. Uh, More than 25% of people think coronavirus can live on surfaces for up to a month. Is that true? We don't know great detail about how long it lasts, but most research says that it can't survive on a surface for more than nine days. Ah, I see what's happened here. In lockdown, nine days feels like months. It's only been like less than 18 days that we've been locked down. Already, I feel like I'm having a flashback to a previous life when I remember shaking hands. Feels so quaint now, doesn't it? Like curtsying. I would say whether you think the virus can survive for nine days or a month, maybe wash your kitchen more often than that. You dirty git. Are you trying to get on a Channel 4 TV show? All right, Mum. Some think that drinking water every 15 minutes will flush out the virus. Ah, yes, I've heard of this. Uh, a false rumour spread on WhatsApp. It won't. But I will say that drinking water every 15 minutes will make you pee like a Belgian fountain. And each time you do, you'll wash your hands. So, go for it. Belgian fountain. Nice reference. What's it called? Mannequin piss. I wee like that. That much fluid? No, no, just similar size. Okay. And 4% of Britons said that eating garlic would definitely or probably help prevent coronavirus. No, and we do need to be careful. This false belief landed one woman in China in hospital with an inflamed throat after she ate 1.5 kilograms of raw garlic. But on the bright side... I bet people were social distancing from her and her stench. Quite. Thank you for that, Doctor. No, I'm not a doctor. Oh, also, the survey found that 1% of people believe that cocaine can help coronavirus. I did an interview with someone who thought that it could. Um, It was three hours long and was mainly about the business they wanted to start up and how great their BMW was. So I'm not going to play it. The Steven Allen Podcast. The Queen did an excellent broadcast from her home. Broadcasting from her home, very much like we've been doing on the MASH reports on BBC Two this series. I'm not saying she copied us, but we did it a few days earlier, and both the Queen and Nish don't have beards. So... Uh, Elsewhere in royal news, Prince William and Kate did a video chat with the school, which was nice of them. I mean, the schools are shut apart from a few kids, so it's a good time to do it to guarantee you won't be stuck there chatting to the little ones for ages. What wasn't in the news was that William and Kate were also offering Skype chats for out-of-work comedians and broadcasters. So I'll put my name down. Hi, is this is this thing on? Hello? Hello? Can't bloody hear me, can you? Hello? Hi. Very nice oh. to meet you. H- hello, your royal piety of, of Cambridgeshire and surrounding areas. And I'm Catherine and this is William next to me. Yep. Yeah, I've heard of you. Um, I'm Stephen Allen, out of work comedian. To you, to you and and everyone who's who's in during this time it must be such a relief. Well, I bet the audiences have been enjoying the break. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's not easy circumstances. No, it's not. No, I'm living off the state, but uh, so are you. So yeah, yeah, thanks. And are you holding out pictures of your mummies? I might. Do, do you mean this? No, this is the this is the famous Athena tennis poster of that woman scratching her ass. Can you hold it up a bit to your left so we can see it? Sure thing. Yeah, right, there we go. That's that. There is where she's got the itch. That's it. Brilliant. Look at that. That's a oh, great it's a picture. Photo. Do you like it? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was funny. I've even drawn spots on her bottom. Well done. Well done. It's brilliant. Well, thank you. Fantastic. And is she still working at the moment? Um, it was it was published in 1977. So 
she'd be well into her 60s by now. So I, I don't know if she's still modelling, but she might have to reach down further to scratch the same place. <laughs> well, if you like jokes like that, you should listen to my podcast. It's it's kind of about that level. No, not at all. We just want to say a huge thank you to you guys and well done and keeping it all going. Okay, bye. Bye, bye everyone. Love you. Oh, darn it. There's Tiffany Allen Podcast. So on the podcast, we are speaking with broadcasters, some of the finest minds when it comes to speaking out loud from their mouth hole. Uh, to get their take on what's happening this week, I'm delighted to be joined by radio legend, the master of the podcasting arts. It's Johnny Gould. Hello. Oh, Steve, it's an absolute pressure to be with you. <laughs> it should as well. How, how are you coping? Because you're in your home, I'm in my home. That is a it's an intro that's not needed these days because no one's allowed out. But how are you doing? Um, thank goodness uh, we've got a reasonable amount of space. Not the biggest house in the world, but uh, we do have a place to eat, to sleep, to walk around and, I don't know, panic in different rooms from each other, but not that much space. The upside, that is, but the downside is a little bit different, which is that my kids are off school and they're aged four and five. And now I'm a homeschooler, which used to be the preserve of only hippies from California taking their kids around the world in the VW trailer and uh, now I'm homeschooling my kids and I'm not very good at it. It is it is really taxing. What's the, the hardest subject? Getting them to do anything when they're demob happy. Anything. <laughs> anything. And they've become Kevin the teenager eight years before they're scheduled. Right. I, I see what I when I heard that people were homeschooling because of coronavirus, straight away I thought that's not gonna work because you've got no power. You can't threaten to ground a child when they, they can't leave the house anyway. Exactly right. And we can't, I can't get them to do anything. And that's the really, I mean, even now in the background, I have a screaming child um, not wanting to put her trousers on so that we can go out to the park on this day of days. I mean, the weather is trolling us in here, isn't it? But is it that she doesn't want to go to the park or she doesn't want to go to the park in trousers? Because I totally understand that point of view. <laughs> She just doesn't want to do anything, and they know we're under pressure as parents. It's an exciting time to be involved with the kids. We'll look back at this time and think um, it was wonderful to spend so much time uh, in this development with them. Um, but on the downside, I'm thinking about uh, my kid being such a, particularly the older one, being such a great learner, and she's taken all that she learned in the last few weeks of school, brought it back with her to this time, but she's not benefited from the last three or four weeks. I'm sure she'll catch up. But I, I can't help but thinking there are some aspects of behaviour that she'll have learnt in detriment from being locked away. Certainly a life experience that you and I never went through. That's true. And Well, I wouldn't worry too much about catching up because this, in a sense, impacts everyone. So no one's learning. It will be a generation who are just not good at spelling and long division and we'll just make our peace with <laughs> um, Well, except the key workers. Oh, you know, the yeah. Key, the key workers. And um, my Mrs. Kareem... Uh, she turned to me and said, oh, Maisie's at school with four other children and they've merged them all into the older children's class. So she's really benefiting from one-on-one -on -one teaching and she's getting the benefit of older children teaching her and just getting into that sort of panic that um, some parents, not me particularly, because I think there's beauty in education beyond school. You know, yeah. that's what I think. But, I mean, that education beyond school right now is just in your four walls. They are sponges <laughs> at that age, and all they're absor absorbing is what you're teaching. That's exactly. And we're going to keep the tape on here and say, listen, darling, don't knock on the door because I'm on uh, the world's most important and influential podcast 
with Steve and Alan of the Mash Report. So, my darling, can I just do that quickly? You get a dress. You get a dress. No, okay, ask Mummy. No, Mummy. Okay. I'll come quickly and do that. <laughs> you can decide whether to keep this on the podcast or not at this later stage. Which oh, one I'll, do you want? You want that I'll one? I'll keep though? it in. This is it's teaching fashion at school. And, you know, this is what's wrong with, with homeschooling. They're not doing proper subjects. You're doing picking dresses. No wonder your kids aren't going to be keeping up with the key workers. Although, actually, I've just worked it out. If this were like a film, the students, the children of the key workers who have this extra tuition at a greater level will be geniuses and they will go on and they will do medical research and plot twist in about 10 years time they'll be the ones that uh, cure coronavirus <laughs> there is that and you're actually getting onto the second part of the conversation which with my wife which uh, i said look there's much more to education than just school i assure you that they will have brought something back from this lockdown into their new wherewithal as young children. And my children, as I mentioned, are four and five. They're the same sex and they play with each other, okay? And they are like little mini Bronte sisters. They have their little world. <laughs> and they, they, I think they're sort of making up a sort of little world for themselves that we as just mere parents can't get in. For now, we're safe, we're a unit, but I can see a schism between the next generation and us building as they develop their own world, playing together as they do. It's a beautiful sight to behold. Yeah. And you know, um, I love but, how you're bringing positivity through it. It's a difficult time. I've had a difficult... Everyone's had a difficult week. And you found a positive angle. This is a generation of children who will stay indoors, never leave the house because of what happened to them in 2020. And it will improve carbon emissions. So... We've saved, you've saved the world with your kids, Johnny. That's well, I'd like to think that I've put a little bit back into society with big society, as old Cameron used to say. Uh, but but um, in our day at school, I'm, I think I'm a little bit older than you, Steve. We had, uh, we had a lockdown of school for a sort of three or four days when the oil wouldn't arrive uh, in the school. And um, we were sort of knocked off school for a bit. And that was a bit exciting. And it was during the winter. So everyone went sledging in the park where there were hills. But there was nothing, nothing like this, nothing week after week after week. Um, yeah. And I think... Now, I should explain on that point, um, because I know I, I'm from work... We're both from working-class backgrounds. There'll be some middle-class people listening to this who think, what, just because the balsamic doesn't arrive, they, <laughs> they don't have any, any extra virgin, couldn't they just use normal virgin? Yeah. Um, it was a different oil you're talking about. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a 20W50, or as we called it in Birmingham, UB, UB40. <laughs> By the way, uh, in the park where they're now drawing very helpful temporary yellow bits of paint on the line showing you what two meters is um keep your distance two meters uh, at my local park i'm pretty sure that's one meter uh, and that, that's why all the coppers are running around because uh, you know they've been doing their own measurements based upon this very clumsy bit of yellow paint i thought you were setting yourself up for one of those all right ladies type jokes all right. like, if that's two meters right. I'll, leave, I'll leave you to do that Steve. but look we're, we're out of time and i know you've got to go and um i, I imagine you've got double maths to teach in the afternoon i really so don't was... please 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 keep me on please keep me on the podcast i'm here for about another um i don't know two weeks yeah enjoy every moment of it if you need help with long division oh, don't ask me oh dear um and meanwhile, we say thank you very much for that. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and speaking to another human, which is rare these days, a broadcaster, legend of the airwaves, Johnny Gould. It's been my absolute pleasure, Stephen. I hope to see you in the flesh very soon. Oh, imagine that, Ooh. seeing. <laughs> Touching. The Steve and Allen Podcast. 
If you'd like to get in touch, you can tweet at Mr. Stephen Allen. You can email podcast at somenews.co.uk. This week, we have an email from Keith. He says, one of my hobbies is amateur radio. I've just heard the ISS go over. Don't understand the language, but could well have been, please don't forget us, send food. I bet social distancing is difficult there, says Keith. Uh, Keith, thank you very much for your message. Yes, they are effectively trapped in a tin can up there. It must be hard to get away from each other. Also, I think they can only do one spacewalk a day, so it's probably very annoying. Worst of all is that if they get coronavirus, due to Newton's third law, which states every action has an opposite and equal reaction, if they cough, they also have to fart and follow through. Something to do with conservation and momentum, I think. I'll Google it. If you'd like to get in touch, you can tweet at Mr. Stephen Allen and you can email podcast at somenews.co.uk. The Stephen Allen Podcast. That's it for another episode then. Just time to leave you with a few stories we didn't get time to cover. Bernie Sanders quit the Democratic presidential race saying he cannot win. Can't win? It is age. You might not be able to leave the House to vote. Ellen DeGeneres caused upset when she compared isolation in her $27 million mansion to being in jail. And I hope she was wrong. All those Daily Mail readers who say, it's flipping like a holiday camp, were understating it. And some nurses had to wear bin bags because of the lack of PPE, leaving them at greater risk of catching coronavirus. And if they sit down for too long on the wrong day, greater risk of being taken down the tip. Subscribe to the new feed, follow on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen, spread the word. And until next time, bye. The Steve and Allen Podcast with Steve and Allen.